Hello, this is Pastor Kenny, and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan Podcast. If you would like more information about what we are all about, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. Enjoy! Well, today it's good to good to be with you, good to open God's Word with you. My name is Pastor Jeff Fuller, the pastor at Living Hope Wesleyan Church. You can find information at hopeforvermont.org, and uh, you can certainly email me at pastor at hopeforvermont.org as you have questions, have as we have concerns, as we're trying to be God's hands and feet and show us love in practical ways, remembering that we're simply beggars sharing bread with other beggars. So if we can be of assistance, if we can help, this is what the church is for and what God is about. We're going to dive into that today. As we look at 1 John 1, 8 through 10, this is how we concluded last week. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. Remember, this is uh, written by John. This is John 13, 23, where John says of himself, the disciple whom Jesus loved. This is John who not just wrote, wrote that fourth gospel, but also John who uh, wrote these three books, 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. He writes of 1 John 10, if we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. This is what's uh, funny, ironic, I guess, is a better word, is he Hebrews 11.25, it talks about sin is fun for a season. We Knowledge is explicit in saying that, yes, you might think you are having fun, that it's bringing some sort of enjoyment, but you realize it's taking you further away from God's love, his passionate call on your life as we engage and enter into sinful acts, sinful mindsets. But Hebrews 11.25, it says, Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. The pleasures of sin for a season. This is in a different version where it says he chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. Do we desire to follow in the footsteps of Jesus then enjoy sin that is fun for a season? It's fleeting pleasures. It's passing pleasures. They're only good for a moment and then soon they're gone. John is reminding us that we need to dive in, delve in, grab on to who Jesus is, not just to look for that temporary satisfaction that is fun for a season. And then after that season, we find ourselves in such a pit, such brokenness that it is difficult. And now we do know that God is quick to bring us close to him. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. He's always speaking to us. This is why in uh, second chapter of first John, we find these words. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. This is the reminder you find in Ephesians um, I'll get to Ephesians in a moment. This is in Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It's not something that is, um, that's unique, but for all people, 
we have sinned. And for Christians, we have been the fortunate ones to just call on the name of Jesus and to admit and confess our sins. And we would say that even as Christians, there are so many things that tempt us, that allure us, that get us distracted, but we must have pinpoint uh, focus on who Jesus is because the thief comes to steal only to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came that we might have a life and have it to the full. This is John 10.10 reminding us that even though sin is fleeting, in those fleeting moments, there is a strong temptation, a desire to be a part of it. But God says to remember that fleeting sin leads us where he can, Satan can steal, kill, and destroy. But we must follow Jesus where he can give us life. Well, why do we want to follow Jesus? This is in First uh, uh, John 2, 6, when it says, I'm just going to read it here. I'm sorry, it's not on the screen. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. How do we walk as Jesus did? Well, we need to know what the greatest commandment is. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. I don't think there's a more appropriate time to be going through uh, this portion of Scripture, whether it's John or as we went through First and Second Peter. We need to live like Jesus did. We need to walk like Jesus did, as it says in 1 John 2, uh, 6. And Jesus came to give life. We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar. And the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. There's another portion that says must walk as Jesus walked. How did Jesus walk? He walked to do the will of the Father. He walked slowly through the crowd, listening to see where there was a need, not just the need of the loud uh, person, but to see where there was a need, where the heart resonated with his heart, where the uh, call resonated with his calling to seek and save the lost, to reach out to those that were sick, not well, to uh, be used of God, to give life and to give it abundantly. It was not just for the religious leaders yelling and calling and wanting his attention in the synagogue, but it was wherever there were people, Jesus was for them. This is where in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is a gift of God, not by work, so that no one could boast. This is not where we can figure out what we want to do, but this is where we understand we are God's handiwork, God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do in this Excuse me, in this pandemic, in this election season, are we understanding God's call for us, that he prepared us, he created us to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do? Just think that God knew about this time before we were even born. I say it nearly every Sunday. God has a plan for our lives. And we, when we start to get distracted and look away, 
we forget that God has a call on us. God has a plan for us. God will give us the strength to do and be what he wants to be. And that is for the only purpose, not to get someone to vote like us, not to get to someone to think like us, not to get someone to uh, act like us, but to get someone to know the forgiveness of Jesus that we have experienced. And we get to know his love for us. If we would begin to know how much God loves us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. If we begin to understand that we need Jesus because we cannot do it on our own. If we would just be honest with ourselves that our best is not good enough. Our best falls short. Our best leaves us hurting. Our best is not what God's called us to. We would understand in 1 John 2, 7 through 12, where John writes, Dear friends, I'm not writing you a new command, but an old one, which you have had since the beginning. The old command is a message you have heard. This message, yet I am writing you with a new command. This, its truth is seen in him and in you because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. We might think like, oh, this is so difficult. It's going to take a miracle. We need a revival. We need an evangelist. We need, we need Jesus to move. Maybe it's semantics. Maybe it's just words. Maybe it's just how people interpret things. But I think there's a key point that we can learn from John in this passage of Scripture that God already has marked out a way for us to live, a way of good works that we can show and do for others. Not that works give us salvation, but from our salvation, from our understanding that we are forgiven, for knowing by faith the grace of God, we have salvation. We can love one another that disagrees with us, that looks differently than us, that does not meet with us. And as we've been in this time of online worship gatherings, online worship services for nearly six months or over six months, whatever it's been, we can know that God still has a plan for us, even though we can't see it, even though we can't touch it, even though our senses are seemingly far from it, even though I long like Peter to be able to say, I'm an eyewitness. I heard with my own ears what God did. I know through experience, by the affirmation of God's word and his Holy Spirit in my life, that God has a plan. So we must not shrink back, turn away, or slow down what God has for us, but we can embrace his truth. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in darkness. I was listening to a podcast. There was an interview, and so I thought what this person said was very good, and so I posted it on Facebook. And whenever you post something on social media, be ready for its response. I was happy to have a conversation, but I was embarrassed by some who turned it into a monologue. It's very interesting that anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in darkness. When we say that we love God, do we say that we love the one we have not seen? Or do we say we love the, the one that God loves, who Jesus sent his son for everyone? White, black, Hispanic, Asian, liberal, conservative, Democrat, Republican, rich, poor, wealthy, affluent, not wealthy, not affluent. Do we understand that we are too love our brother. Well, you don't understand. Maybe I don't. 
But as a pastor, I understand that God's forgiveness is for me, that God sees sin as sin, and God is calling us to be become closer to him through his salvation, through his sacrifice, through what he's done. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in darkness. When you watch debates, do you get so frustrated you want to throw stuff, that you grit your teeth, that you can't believe, that you feel like you need to defend, that you get so riled up that instead of riled up for truth, you're just riled up for frustration and anger and hate for that person that says something different than you believe. As we look forward... We find, but anyone, I'm sorry, going back to verse 10, anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. Verse 11, but anyone who hates a brother or sister is in darkness and walks around in darkness. They do not know where they're going because the darkness has blinded them. Maybe, perhaps, just possibly, God would uh, tell us that we can love people that disagree with us. We can love people that uh, believe differently than us because perhaps what his word is true, that as we love people as Jesus loved us, it will compel them to know his salvation. It will compel them to to repentance, to turn from their wicked ways, to make a change in their life. It will compel us to admit our faults and our uh, our lacking of knowing God's wisdom and truth. It will make us be um, at a point where we say, Jesus, forgive me. I need to change. I know that you love me and I want to make you proud by how I love you and in that love others. Because verse 11 Anyone who hates a brother or sister is in darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they're going because the darkness has blinded them. Do not let Satan, do not let evil, do not let your own evil mind that needs to be constantly renewed and transformed and conformed to the way of Jesus deceive you into thinking that because you feel like you've interpreted scripture the right way, then your way is the only way. Because we must test and approve what God's will is. We must seek out what the Bible says and cling to the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding and just be so grateful that we have an advocate that goes to the Father on our behalf. Verse 12, I, I enjoy immensely. This is 1 John 2, 12. I'm writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. If you don't know the salvation of Jesus and if you've been turned off by Christians, I apologize. But if you want to know truth, the only way to know forgiveness and grace and hope and salvation and love and joy and peace that does not make sense and hope that is certainly real in a time that you cannot see or understand the future, then you must know that God loves us and he will call us his children. We can belong to him. He is a good father. He is one that embraces us, that helps us, that is always there for us, that has said our sins are forgiven on account of what Jesus did on the cross, not just dying on the cross, but being raised from the dead, ascended to heaven, that is undeniable. As we go through this study, evidence that demands a verdict Wednesday night, 
in person at seven o'clock at the chapel where you must wear a mask and sit so socially distanced. You can watch on Zoom and you don't have to wear a mask. But when we find out the truth, the evidence that there is for the uh, person of Jesus, for the fact that his remains have never been found, then we could take great joy in knowing that Jesus is real and what he has done is for us. And through the experience of everyday life revealed through the word of God, we can know, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name, we can have great joy. Not despair. The election is coming up. We all know that. So vote. Vote, vote, vote. You don't know who to vote for? Pray. Ask God, who should I vote for? What should I do? How should I reveal Jesus? And so you vote but how you live. Verse 6, live as Jesus lived. Walk as Jesus walked. Be there for people. Jesus was not only there for people that he disagreed with and showed love to. Jesus was there for all people and showed love to them. So as we conclude today, I am reading this to you, dear children, fellow believers, those that call Living Hope Wesley in their church that have made Jesus Lord of their lives, those that are watching online, whether because somebody showed you the link on YouTube or you just caught a glimpse of what's taking place on Facebook, or maybe it's somebody shared the podcast with you, Living Hope Wesley, and on Google Podcasts, on iTunes, and you're just listening at one and a half speed, and you just want to know that you can have this freedom, this healing, this salvation, just come Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, and then you will realize your sins have been forgiven on the account of Jesus. And we have great joy because of him. Jesus, if there's anyone that just would say, I need your forgiveness, may we cry out to you and know that you forgive us. If there are those that might say, Jesus, I need your salvation. I've been trying to figure things out in my own mind, in my own uh, agenda based on my own experience may i choose to walk by faith and believe what you have said what you have revealed throughout history and throughout the bible as true to be truth for me as well so jesus i declare my need for your salvation i confess my sins and i ask you to change my way and to know that you truly do love me we thank you jesus for hearing our prayers for forgiving our sins for making us new and revealing us the next step. So let us choose your next step. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, we thank you again for um, making time to be part and just to join us. Um, as I conclude, I just wanted to conclude with this prayer of Jabez found in First Chronicles 4.10. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. So I'll just throw in this quick caveat that I don't think God's going to keep us away from all pain, but I believe that God draws us close to him. So let's not allow any pain take us away to turn our eyes away from him, but let us know that in whatever he has called us to do. He will provide us a way to accomplish 
because his love is for us, his love is to us, and his love is to be shared with others. Again, we thank you for making the time to be a part. My name is Jeff Fuller, uh, pastor at Living Hope Wesleyan Church. You can certainly find information at hopeforvermont.org. Subscribe on YouTube, Living Hope Wesleyan Church, on Google Podcasts, iTunes, Living Hope Wesleyan. It sounds like I'm sending an advertisement at the end. I apologize for that, but I do think it could be a way for us to share with others the message of the gospel. Not because I'm speaking it, but because we're trying to hold to the words of the Bible, not the opinion of a person. Uh, as I conclude, I just wanted to share this little tidbit of information. The Waterbury Historical Society uh, asked for some information about the church. And so I went to my mom because she has so much more history about our church. And she spoke with some others that um, know when the church started in Stowe Hollow, if you know where that is. Yeah, Stowe Hollow, way back when. Anyway, I apologize. And, uh, and, I guess early on, um, this church was featured on a local radio station. Yeah, WDEV. And so since the beginning of this church's history, uh, there was some sort of um, media presence. And so it should not strike us as um, unpopular or unwise to be using media and technology now. But I think that what God has allowed us to um, use, let's always use it for His glory and His purpose. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to subscribe to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. Uh, you can also see the live versions of these sermons on the Living Hope Wesleyan Church YouTube channel, as well as any more information that you'd be interested in at hopeforvermont.org. Thank you so much for listening.